Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced Drainage Systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Well, greetings and welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where we promise you, if you just give us a few minutes of your time, you will learn so much that it will shorten your learning curve by days, weeks, months, even years. That's the concept. We're cutting your learning curve here at the Cutting the Curve podcast. Got a great program for you today. This is part two on the subject of biologicals, but we're taking it down a completely different direction of what the biological does. I got Agrison. They are a company that's distributed through Nutrien and owned by Nutrien. The product we're talking about today is a great product. It's called Extract. And we're going to explain what that does. Essentially, what it does is it releases fertility within the residue that's in your crop. And there's also a little bit of a carbon com- component to this that uh, Steve Sexton is going to explain to you. So I've got Steve Sexton. He's the director of technical sales for Agrison. And I've got Brian Cornelius. His title's kind of a whopper. I mean, they call him director of applied sciences. <sighs> anyway, he'll tell you all about that. He's a sharp dude. Got Kelly Garrett. Kelly Garrett farms about 7,000 acres in Western Iowa. Not one acre of which is less than a 10% slope. I have been there. You know what? My calf muscles grew a half inch just through my three days of walking around the fields with Kelly. So I promise you, if you ever need to get a little workout, good cardiovascular, good, you know, grind up them, uh, them leg muscles, go and see Kelly at his farm. He uses their product and he's going to tell you what it's been like his trials with Agrison's extract product. All right, guys, we already shot one episode, but in case the viewer and listeners not caught that, tell us real quickly about your company in the biological space. Steve. Okay. Agrison is a a company that we focus on making that nutrient system in the soil work more efficiently by capturing metabolites from soil organisms that are naturally secreted by the, in the soil today to make our fertilizers more available, to break down residues and manure, and to convert that organic portion of the soil into a plant-available form. Extract is uh, a gallon of extract, contains two quarts of the biocatalyst technology, plus two quarts of ammonium thiosulfate. And the thiosulfate really helps when we're working on some of this BT corn that we were growing today, uh, we noticed that, uh, you know, we're growing no-till or minimum till, and that residue mat starts to build up, and those stalks don't break down like the old Missouri B-17 crosses years ago. We need something to break down the fertility, because when in that stock, after we remove the grain, we've got 80% of the potassium we applied, 40% of the phosphorus, and 30% of the nitrogen in our residue. It's fertilizer, but the plants can't use it. 
Steve, you do you do a good job. I want to hear those numbers again. You got a little bit uh, too corn dorky there for a minute about Missouri beast this and Missouri whatever that. Brian, would you do me a favor and uh, we're going to go back to his numbers because that's very important. But what the hell is he talking about? Basically, what he's talking about, Damien, is all of those nutrients that we are trying everything we know how to get those into the plant yep. at the end of the season. They remain in the when plant. When we take the grain, yep. those nutrients are still in the residue. How do we return those nutrients that may be in the residue back to the soil where the next crop can actually take advantage of those? Yeah. So I guess what we're thinking here is, you know, a kid on the dairy farm, we'd bale the straw after we cut the wheat. So, you know, you just take a head of wheat. There's not a lot there. Let's face it. You still got a lot of organic matter. And you bale the straw off there. And now it's like down to the dirt almost. And I remember asking my brother, I was a kid, you know, and I was out there doing all the work. And I, I said, we lost a lot of fertility here probably because I've been reading and learning about organic matters return to the soil. And he said, absolutely. There's charts you can look at. Now we've got a little better than that since the 1980s. We'll go back to those numbers again, Steve. If once I take the, the ear and Kelly tells me his goal is about 0.5 to 0.6 pounds per corn per stalk. So of that stalk, which has a lot of weight, you know, even if you take the water out of it, he's taking about 0.5, 0.6 pounds off of the ear and putting it in his hopper. The rest of that cob, husk, uh, stalk is out there in that field. There's a whole bunch of stuff still there that we got into the plant and now we want to get it back out. Give me those numbers again. Then we're going to talk to Kelly about how he used your product. And, and this, these removal that, uh, come from Dr. Fred Bilo, University of Illinois. We've worked with him, Damien. But 80% of the potassium that we apply is still in that stock after we take the grain off. 40% of the phosphorus and 30% of the nitrogen. So, There's so, about $125 worth of fertilizer in that residue. $125 per acre, depending on, of course, size of stock and yes. yield and all yes. that. About $125 per acre of, of unused fertilizer it remains in that field. You've got a product called Extract. The idea is extracting that nutrient back out of that corn stalk and getting it into your soil so it can be used for next year's crop. Kelly, how do you go about utilizing this product? We spray Extract over top of the field after harvest and it just aids in breakdown. You know, and in previous episodes that we've had, Damien, we've talked about the fact that I, I feel that I have a yield detriment because my soybean populations are too high. I want my soybean population to get lower and lower. I'd like to end up down around the 80 to 90,000 seeds per acre, but it's scary to do that with the residue mat that's out there. It isn't just the $125 of fertilizer that's tied up. And I think Steve's incredibly accurate in saying that. It isn't just the fact that it's tied up. It's the fact of getting those soybeans germinated and get them through that mat. Uh, you know, we were on with Jason Sly. Again, talking about these populations. The number one thing we need to do in soybeans is to get the population lower. The number one thing we need to do to figure that out is deal with that residue. And extract helps us deal with the residue. Yeah, because we're not just uh, the $125 of fertilizer is valuable. Obviously, it's there. But the bigger thing is you want to reduce your population of planting the next season. You need seed to soil contact. And if you got a whole bunch of fodder and there's a lot of it there when you're growing high yield corn, you're not going to have that. So, Brian, Kelly goes out and sprays this stuff on, say, in what, October, November. He's, he's shelled off his corn, uh, you know. Before he goes in there and spends the rest of the winter watching prices right, he's going to get out there in his sprayer and go and spray this stuff on. Is he spraying anything else with it? Are you spraying anything else with it, Kelly? 
at that time. You just this, just, you're, you're making one uh, pass. I, just, we would just spray that. There's a chance that we would maybe put some 2,4-D or something with it. To get to, rid of winter, get a winter, winter, yeah. winter annual yes. broadleaves? But no, not necessarily. No, just spraying extract with and water. So, of course. Yeah, of course. And it makes sense to make this pass. So he's making this one pass. You know, he's got to get the sprayer out. He's got to burn the diesel. He's got manpower. The payoff is there. Tell me a little bit about what happens in that winter time to make that payoff happen, Brian. Yeah, so you know, he's got an opportunity to get the product out there and extract can be tank mixed if there's fall chemistries or other things that are out there. But basically what you want to do is you want that system to break down that carbon. It's all about rebalancing the carbon to nitrogen ratio in that system. There's a lot of residue out there, which means there's a lot of carbon. In order for that system to do it naturally, it's going to pull nitrogen out of the system to break down carbon. So you want to reduce that carbon to nitrogen ratio over the winter so that when you get to the spring, whether you're tilling the fields or not, you want to be able to get the equipment through the fields. And like Kelly said, you want those plants, those soybean plants, if you're following it with soybeans, to be able to get through that residue. So corn has a carbon to nitrogen ratio or the, re uh, the residue is a, right at 60 to 1. You know, the ideal situation is about 23 or 24 to one. So you've got to reduce that carbon to nitrogen ratio so that system is not pulling nitrogen, it's actually turning around and supplying nutrients to the system. So that's what we're doing with this extract product over the winter. Now, the reason we formulated extract with ammonium thiosulfate is because prior to extract, most of the people that were using the biotechnology in this type of application we're adding UAN uh, to that system, and sometimes wait, 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 wait. Is that the organization? Is that the organization that protects poor kids? Peacekeeping forces? UAN? Not quite. UAN, urea ammonium nitrate. Liquid see, nitrate. Now, did, hey, did, are we going to pretend that everybody knows what that is? Are you doing your thing to pretend you're in the faculty lounge there at Texas A&M talking over everybody's heads? I don't know what the UAN is. Liquid nitrogen. So most. Well, why don't you say know, that? Hey, hey, is it hard to say liquid nitrogen? There you go. Most people would add a liquid liquid nitrogen to that application because we know that we need some additional nitrogen in that application. So that's why extract is formulated with ammonium thiosulfate and also gives you some additional sulfur, which actually helps influence that community that those organisms that break down residue also need sulfur as well. Steve, I'm out here and I'm wondering, and you or Kelly can take this one. All right, you, you go over in the fall and I'm thinking, hey, you got rid of, you know, eight foot corn stalk, let's say nine foot, whatever it is, you got a whole bunch of stuff and it's going to break it down. I mean, we, we, we follow the sprayer. Is it like melting down like something on a sci-fi movie where just all of a sudden you see clear dirt? Is that what's happening? Uh, Dame, Damien, uh, the uh, DeBailey's outside of Oneida, Illinois, they like to no-till their soybeans in, uh, into their corn stalks at an angle. And what they noticed the first time they tried it was the shell was still there the skeleton, but that white pith that's inside the corn stalk, yep. it's gone. And so what they notice is when they went at an angle across those corn stalks, the corn stalks shattered and exploded like glass. Their neighbors all around them were balling up like a wet towel, yep. wet, you know. So no, it doesn't melt. It, it gets the goody out of the stalk. Yeah, so you're, you're leaving essentially what it still looks like there's debris out there. And you'd say, what did I just pay for? But the reality is you got rid of, Every uh, and, and the leaves, the leaves are broken down by these them. These are broken down, yes, sir. 
So it leaves in the pith and you're just leaving the shell. And once you go across it with a drill, obviously a drill has a lot of weight. You got down pressure on it. You're trying to put the soybeans in it, what, an inch and a half, two inches or something. So you're cutting right through that stuff and that's it. Yes, correct. How much did I spend per acre, Kelly? How much did I spend per acre, uh, guys, to put this on on that fall treatment? How much is extract, the retail price? Yeah. Can you answer that one, Steve? I don't have that one on the top well, of my head. Uh, $12 an acre, somewhere 12 to 14, somewhere around in there. Okay. And, and uh, there's another thing, uh, Damien, we want to think about, and uh, Kelly's beans. The corn and soybeans are two different animals. We have to put our nutrition up front for the corn. Because by V5, we have ear determination. With beans, they don't start eating. They eat 90% of their groceries after R1. So that's why we want to mineralize these nutrients out in the field and feed those beans late in the season. Because typically beans are treated like a stepchild with dry fertilizer program. We put it on the corn and let the beans have what's left over. Does this, okay, let me ask that question then. You just told me a number, let's say 14 bucks at the high end of your estimation to use this product extract per acre. And then I got the cost of, if I were going to hire Kelly to come and spray my acres, he'd charge me six or $7 probably per acre for a custom rate. So you're at 20 bucks. Now you said uh, $125 per acre of fertility in the stocks, but I'm going to get some of that, whether I use this product or not. How much am I really saying that my $20 per acre treatment is getting me? It, it's getting me some more bang for my buck, but I'd have gotten some of that anyhow, because mother nature will break down that corn stalk. I mean, that's what we've always relied on. Yeah. In Whiting, at Whiting, Iowa, we had a large grower. He stripped it in on his corn stalks the first year. Then he put a drone up in the air when his beans, uh, you know, were really setting good pods. And he could see the green strips throughout his field where the extract was. The first year he had seven bushel. So then he started expanding the use. And now he's getting about eight or 10 bushel an acre where he puts extract on his corn stalks that go into soybeans. So he does it, he does it like in the fall or he do it in yes. the spring? Well, you do both. Yeah, I think he's doing it in the fall, but you can put it out in the spring with your priest. Is that right, Brian? Yeah, so you can put it out spring or fall. It's more what's your opportunity to get it out? What, what applications are you doing? Are you doing fall chemistry? Are you doing burn downs early in the spring? Yeah. Uh, you can put it out fall or spring. Now we're talking about, you know, what are you actually looking to get out of that application? I was just looking at uh, a slide I had up above me here where we had 86 trials with extract, corn, soybeans, and wheat. And our average return in bushels was six and a half bushels. Now, if I just separate that into corn and look at the increase on corn, just the corn observations in that were right about 10 bushel uh, increase with the extract in corn. So, you know, you do the math, 10 bushels, $5, you know, per bushel, that's about 50 bucks on a 12 to $14 application. Still a pretty good return there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I'm thinking though, you said it could be applied whenever but don't I want to use it in the fall to give the product more time to do its job? Or am I releasing fertility too soon? What's well, the, what's the deal there? Cause we you know, we talked about uh, before there, that, that soil can hold fertility, but also some of the stuff, not so much based on soil type, et cetera. So when's the best time to put it on? That's a good point, Damien. But, and just think about, you know, one critical element of residue breakdown or anything like that is temperature. So if you put it out in the fall, you know, that temperature is going to cool off. And generally, microbial activity that breaks down residue 
slows down to almost a crawl once you get below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. So those temperatures over the fall are going to slow that process a little bit. So you're not necessarily gonna lose everything over the fall because of temperatures. On the reverse side of that, what happens in the spring? Things start to warm up. So yep. now everything's accelerated. That's why when we put the product out in the spring and things are warming up, it's accelerating that activity. Okay, so, so we either, get, either works. Yeah, so we're putting on the fall, maybe it works for a while and then it just goes dormant. And then putting in the spring, we're heading into the warming season. So it's going to probably catch up about where it would have been anyhow. So we're not really going to lose much whether we wait till spring. Maybe it's a matter of just balancing it with what works with your already going over with a pass is that what you do kelly you just basically say it's what i got time to do what i got manpower to do what the season's giving me the weather well i would prefer to put it out in the spring when we put it out in the fall we wanted to see if there's any added benefit we want to yeah. see if any more benefit that first year uh another comment question you know steve talked about the grower and whiting gained seven bushel and now he's up to eight to ten if i understand it right or believe right the continued use builds it up in the soil and then it's going to work better and better as time goes on. Is it that true? There's a residual. We, we're finding out there's a yes. residual benefit, correct? It's healthier soil. It's, right, Brian? Yeah. And, and what we're also seeing, if we look at um, one of our guys that was out of uh, Indiana, over a four-year period, he was tracking his soil test levels of using the te technology. And over time, his soil test levels were increasing. His yields were increasing. So you would think, okay, he's pulling more off of the system. Those soil test levels should be about the same, but over a four year period, his P levels went from the upper teens to just over a hundred. Question for you then, Steve, you said there is a residual. Um, a, does that mean that two years from now, after I use it for two seasons on my third year, can I use less of it? And then B question, could that be a problem? You know, uh, <laughs> other things build up in the soil and have a residual. And it's like, okay, got to pull back now and go clean for a couple of years. Is that going to be a problem? And can I use less of it once residual does accumulate? You know, the good, good questions. And we're learning a lot about soil health, Damien. We know, we're going to tell you what we know. And there's a lot more that we don't know. But uh, this is a type of residual that's a good thing because we're increasing soil health. Uh, the reason why I say that, and Dr. Brian can expand on this, but our own NRCS, our USDA Soil Conservation Service, what they look at when they, one of the key indicators they use to determine soil health, besides earthworms, yep. is beta-glucosidase. Beta and that's an enzyme that breaks down cellulose. Well, guess what we do? We ramp up the production of beta-glucosidase activity. And Brian, you can go into the research that's been done over 60 days, 60 days. Yeah, we started out um, learning some information from a trial that was conducted in South America. So we were like, well, why not, let's, why not do that here in the States to see if we get the same results? So we went to Dr. Bilo at University of Illinois and we started a soul enzyme test that relates to our technologies and how we influence those. So beta-glucosidase was one of the five enzymes that we tested. And after year one, which was 2020, we found that the biocatalyst technologies increased the beta-glucosidase activity. So we're now in year two, 2021, of that same trial, 
to verify what we found. And like Steve said, that is one of the major indicators of soil health as it relates to information by the uh, Natural Resource Conservation Service. So we're doing more than just making nutrients more available for plants to increase yield. We are also improving soil health, which that's what keeps farmers like Kelly in business over years or allows him to turn over a healthy farm to his son at some point. I'm going to go out and buy it. I'm going to go out and buy it. Uh, question for you, Kelly. You've yes. used it two seasons? Yes. And is there anything you've learned in using it that a person that's never used it, you'd say, hey, one thing I learned about using it is this? I would... I would change from the spring to the fall. You know, the first time we put it in the fall because we thought we were giving it more time to work, but I'm big on efficiency, adding it to that spring uh, pre-chemistry, going to beans is a big deal. You know, 125, uh, $125 of fertilizer tied up. Well, yeah. you know, I believe. You're saying you'd, you'd, you would do it with a spring treatment. Yes, because I would go you, with the spring treatment as opposed to a fall. Because you didn't get much more it. benefit out of you didn't get much benefit out of using it in a special run in the fall. You might as well just wait till you're doing like a spring burn down or a spring right. early pre-application. Right. I would use it in the spring instead of the fall because it adds efficiency. It's one, you know, one less pass you gotta make across the field. And then I would definitely plan on continued use of it because it gets better and better. That residual use that Steve talks about, I very much think it's there. Okay, so uh, you would change when you use it, and also you would count on keep it continually using it because you might be able to use less per acre once we find out that we've got some residual there to, to play with. Uh, I got one last question. This is a biological. Can my organic farmer friends use this because they do a lot of tillage? And what's one of the knocks on organic is that they're doing a lot of tillage. Uh, you know, it's compacting, it's burning diesel fuel, it, it contributes to erosion, possibly, depending on your soil conditions. Can a bio can an organic farmer use this stuff? Extract is not uh, labeled for organic because of the ammonium thiosulfate that's in the product. Now, we do have another technology that is the, bio the straight biocatalyst portion of extract, which is the accomplished LM, that does have uh, the ability to be used in organic production with some, you know, certain restrictions as it relates to harvest time. But uh, extract, no, accomplish LM, there are some opportunities in organics. Is there any reason, Kelly, not to use this? Because you're, you're breaking down stuff. It makes it so you get better seed to soil contact. It's getting you a better utilization of your, of your uh, fertilizer. It's getting, it's, is there a, is there a drawback? No, there's not. This, this, as we go forward, the integrity of the corn stalks gets to be more. Our yields go up. Hopefully, I believe they will. Our yields go up. Residue management needs to be of the top priority. Yeah. And this is a tool to use. To, this is a tool to accomplish that. Yeah, well, it's not just residue management. It's resident. It's residue utilization. You're getting something out of it. I mean, management would be go out and burn it. <laughs> if you're only worried about that, you just go out and burn it. But that don't do you any good. So you're saying we're right, Steve? Yes, sir. That's right. Um, I mean, you do it to the neighbors, the neighbors that out cash rented you, you burn their fields, but you wouldn't do your own, right? Now, that's that's right, you know, and it's all about sustainability. That's what's being thrown around here. I burned fields when I farmed. I was I loved a torch. I loved to watch 160 acres on fire. But I was, I was, it was like you and bailing the straw off your dairy farm. You're removing all those nutrients. 
we have to be thinking for the future, like Kelly's got, what, three sons? We have to be sustainable. And this is a sustainable technology for sustainable practices. It right. Fits right in. But you could still, if the neighbor did piss you off, even before the actual harvest, you could go out and light it on fire, right? Just to teach them a lesson, couldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you don't want, to, if you don't mind doing a little time. <laughs> all right. So their company is Agrison. The product we talked about was called Extract. We told you all about its benefits. We want to shorten your learning curve. Uh, there's real compelling reasons why you should use this. We gave them to you in this episode. If you want to learn more about it, they can go to agrison.com. Am I right, Steve? Yes, sir. A g r i c e n dot com. All right. And Brian, thanks for being here. Appreciate the, uh, you know, you're like the technical guy that untechnicals it for the layman. I appreciate that. Steve Sexton, Brian Cornelius, Kelly Garrett. This is the Cutting the Curve podcast that the Extreme Ag Boys decided to bring to you. If you want more in-depth knowledge, you realize you can actually become a member of Extreme Ag. Go to extremeag.farm for a little bit of money per year. You'll have direct access to guys like Kelly right here who can answer your questions. They'll give you their cell phone number. You can call them up and he'll say, here's exactly what I did. Here's how you can do it. A little bit of money can make you a lot of money in the long haul. So you know what? If you've enjoyed what you're seeing here on the Cutting the Curve podcast, consider actually taking it to the next level and becoming a member of Extreme Ag. Go to extremeag.farm. My name is Damian Mason. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Damien. Thank you. Bet. Till next time, it's the Cutting the Curve podcast. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.